0: Welcome to the Happy With Yourself podcast. I'm your host, Becky Smith. Many of us have good lives, the lives we've always wanted, but we still feel frustrated and unhappy with ourselves. You deserve to value, appreciate, and accept you right now, exactly as you are. Whether it's life coaching tools, Learning from others or sharing my experiences, I'm here to help you be happy with yourself. Kathy Lillywhite, welcome to the podcast.
1: Oh, nice to be here.
0: Kathy, could you introduce yourself to my audience?
1: Yeah, sure. Um, My name is Kathy Lillywhite. I am, I think I'm 52 years old. They always forget. Um, (laughs) 52. I am a teacher. I have been teaching for about 13 years. I also taught at the Missionary Training Center for a while when I was going to BYU. I served a Spanish-speaking mission to Boston. And um, after that, I, when I graduated from BYU, I started teaching um, in Los Angeles. And I uh, taught in a bilingual classroom in kindergarten. So I spent the um, about probably four years in kinder and then went into a a little bit upper grade. And then when I moved to this area where I live, I live in Visalia, California. I um, was given a fifth, sixth grade combo, which scared me to death because I thought these kids are going to eat me alive. I am used to these little ones and they're so sweet and I do not know how I'm going to make it. Um, I told the teachers next to me to make sure that I didn't get tied up and lit on fire to check in on me every <laughs> once in a while but um i did i've learned a lot from that um from teaching in the classroom and i'm a mother of two boys and um i basically um just i'm just i guess a single mom so um and it's yeah. been i've i've learned a lot so
0: yeah Yeah, no, and you might recognize the name Lily White because I've had a few Lily Whites on this podcast. So um, Kathy was my sister-in-law, but I still call her my (laughs) sister-in-law. And we're still very much in each other's lives, and um, we're going to see her at the family reunion coming up. But the reason I wanted to have Kathy on is because we – were camping together in uh, Sequoia National Park. And we were talking about growth mindset. Now, as Kathy said, she is a teacher. She's taught fifth, sixth grade combo, and now she's teaching kindergarten. And she had some really interesting stories and just like Nuggets of Truth, that she was telling me that she learned about the growth mindset. And as I heard her stories, I was just like, you got to be on the podcast. People need to hear this because it applies to everyone and directly applies to my audience because my podcast is about being happy with yourself. And I have found that I am the happiest with myself when I am in an atmosphere of growth when i am growing and learning and it doesn't mean it has to be a structured physical like education or anything it just means i'm progressing
1: right. that's
0: when i'm happy and so i just kind of want you to just take off and, and tell okay. us tell okay. us your journey with us okay
1: with so um the growth mindset um if you know is is something up and coming and it has been for a little while now that talks about um we look at ourselves um as the in the process of our achievement our achievements the process of learning not necessarily if i'm super smart or you know if i've um uh, complete i've won a race you know i made it um but the process of how of, of, of us growing and changing mm-hmm. in my classroom there's a poster that says um Mistakes are only proof that I'm trying. And so in a growth mindset, we look at a mistake as something excellent. Um, Let me share just a little bit. Um, I have gone through a a workshop and just recently went to a um, Get Your Teach On conference for kindergarten through first grade. Um, There was a lady that gave a workshop that was called Strive and Thrive with the Growth Mindset. And she says, as teachers, um, we need to consider and ask our students, even at this young age, how do we see ourselves right now? And then is our worth found in our achievements or do I praise achievements or the process of my learning? And um, I know you don't think really that little kindergarten kids get upset about not being able to do something they do. And I just remember last year, a little girl in my class, um, she just her hands dropped down to her side and she put her head down at her desk and I say, what, what's wrong? She says, I just can't do it. I can't. And so I thought, what am I going to do? Cause they do, especially with writing these little kids, they want to be, they want to do just right. And they just get frustrated. So I told them this truth that if they tell themselves they can't, they just shut their brain off. And we would talk about this. And I told them, you know, your brain is right here. Just think about it, right here in your head that when you start to learn something you get excited and you want to you want to try really hard you want to do everything you can to get that whatever it is that you're learning i said but the minute we make a mistake we get upset but mistakes are only proof that you're trying and so when we stop and say we can't we just shut our brain off and so at the i remember Um, my principal came in with a a guest teacher from another uh, school and they were walking through and I said oh my gosh someone said I can't I go oh my gosh we don't say I can't in this classroom why don't we say I can't and then the whole class all the kindergarten kids were like because you shut your brain off when you say I can't I was like oh my gosh they've got it Um, and I just did that this year because it's been 20 years since I taught kindergarten I just flipped right back but previously I was in a fifth grade classroom. I was five, six, and then I went to six, and then I went to fifth. And in the last two years, I started to uh, implement things I learned about the growth mindset. Now in the growth mindset, um, Carol Dweck is the, the guru of growth. Yeah, mindset. She is. They've done a lot of studies um, that show that these kids if they have this in their brain that, you know, my mistakes are proof that I'm trying, I'm just going to keep learning and growing. And I'm, I'm looking at how I'm growing and not looking at if I have an A or an F, but I'm looking at that process of learning. Those are the ones that seem to be successful, more successful in the classroom. The ones that think, oh, I get straight A's all the time. I'm I'm always going to do well. They don't really try as hard. When something just becomes a little bit challenging, those are the ones that give up.
0: You said in the beginning, how do they look at themselves or how do they see themselves, right? Right. And those are the ones that think, well, I'm smart. Like they think it's just something that they are, not something that you learn or work at. Right. And so when they think they're smart and then something is hard and in their mind can't do it.
1: Right. Then it shuts
0: their brain off.
1: Yes. And then they
0: literally can't do it. Right. (laughs) Because their brain is shut off. Right.
1: And the, the real, and it came and I, I I could see it in the classroom, but I saw it even more. um, Two years ago when we started putting these huge whiteboards up on the wall. So they were like, I don't know, uh, maybe four feet tall and then wide. And these kids, we would have them working on multi-step problems because we found that once problems start getting harder, like you said, they do give up, but we thought, let's give them these huge whiteboards. Let's give them whiteboard markers. that They just can erase, like not like pencil because pencil leaves all the marks and, you know, it gets us frustrated. Yeah. Can just wipe it off when they're problem solving they're doing division. And, you know, that's pretty challenging for kids. Yeah. There's it's recruiting for me, carrying mean. over, subtracting, adding. I mean, it has everything. Yeah. And you got a remainder. Forget about that. You know, yeah. kids get really frustrated. So I had this one little boy straight as all the time. He hardly ever tried. Like he would take tests and just Pop, just do really well, yeah, all the time, and so we come to these whiteboards, and we're really, and I'm just standing. I'm supposed to stand in the middle. It's called 360 math. These kids are solving. Whiteboards are all around the room, and I'm standing in the middle of the room, and they're all around me, and they're problem solving, and so I just would look and say, ah, "I love how you're doing this or that," and I, you feel like an auctioneer calling out. And I see this one kid that just gets A's all the time, and he stops and just slumps to the ground with his arms, just kind of like that kindergarten kid. Um, And I, and I said, what is wrong? And he says, I can't. I said, what do you mean you can't look at all this work you did? Why did you stop? He said, because it's wrong. And I said, well, then where is it wrong? I don't know. But he just was so turned off. He turned off his brain because he did not want to hear me try to help him find the problem or that, that where his error was. And so Um, he was my one that was really challenging that year. And I had these kids that were failing and all of a sudden they start seeing their mistakes. Now, after we would do this, the kids would come back and we talk about, you know, how they did. And I had them share them, their, um, errors with us. So I'd say, okay, I want to, well, somebody brave soul, would they like to share where they made their mistakes? And then you have kids like, I don't know. I don't know. And then finally somebody would share something and somebody else said, I and I would say, wait, did anybody else make this mistake? Raise your hand. And so, like five kids. And so, I told that one person that shared, turn around. Do you see all the other kids that made that same mistake? Yes. Look, you guys are not alone. There's people. And then, and then, does anybody else have a mistake they made? I did. I made a mistake, but it wasn't there. It was right here. Could you come and show me that, please? And they come up and write it. And so they're owning their mistakes. And then we talked about what they can do to make that better. So I talked about mistake.
0: And Mm -hmm. then also when you pointed out that other people make the same mistake, you created empathy between them plus some validation, right? That they're not alone. And we're talking about kids in a classroom, but I want people listening to apply this to themselves, Right. right? Yes. Because we often think that we're the only ones who aren't getting it or the only ones making mistakes. Um, and but, there was
1: a ton of kids that were supporting each other, like you said, because yeah. they said, oh, you know, my mistakes. And then I, I, I had this little, that I got from somebody else. Teachers always borrow, you know, so this is not my own thing. So I'm not like, you know, the one yeah, that ended yeah. up. But I just said, mistakes in this classroom are expected, respected, inspected, and then corrected. And mm-hmm. so we would, I would st- have them stand up and repeat that. And I will tell you what these kids started to understand that the process of learning was the most important. And if they made mistakes, they learned from those mistakes and it really came to life. And I, these, okay, there was this one little boy. And I think I told you about him before his name is angel and angel was not an angel. He got in trouble quite a bit. (laughs) seems like those kids, seems like the kids are called angel. Maybe they're the ones that get in trouble a lot because parents are just hoping, you know? Um, anyway, so he, um, he had behavior problems. He would get in trouble on the playground. He struggled, but he struggled in classroom with reading. And I I I don't know. I mean, he's the one that maybe didn't want to go home every night because things are challenging. And so mm. as teachers, you have your heart goes out to these kids. Well, another thing that Carol Dweck talked about was the power of yet. Like, mm. do I have it? I, I don't have it. I can't do it. And then we'd say, can't do it when? And th- this is for upper grade. Yet, because they get it. They get what yet yeah. means. So I don't have it yet. And so I decided because I was giving back tests and this kid would always get a one or a two. Now we don't go A, B, C, D. We go one, two, three, four, four three, four. Four being the highest and one being the lowest you can get. And this kid got, you know, ones all the time. And so when he would get tests back and these tests were reading, which was challenging enough for him. Yeah. It was challenging. And I, did give him some accommodations to help him because he could hear it auditorily. Um, So we did some things to help him a little bit, but every single time he would get a one and he would just, you could tell by his body, like how he would look, his demeanor. Like, um, and then when I was giving them tests, like I told you, it was like a death sentence. I'm giving you a test. Oh, a test, you know? And so I thought, what can I do to change that? I've been talking about growth mindset. I've been talking about the power of yet, like not yet. Um, so I started writing for ones and twos. I wrote not yet, but I would also write. I love how you were, and I would find something that I could praise. I love how you did this because then they know that, Hey, I am doing something right. It's just not yet. Try this. And so I did that at first and these kids, um, it's, it just changed and it changed me too. Because it wasn't just like, okay, you got a one. No, it was like, oh, you're not there yet. You're not quite there yet. And then I'd find something they could do to work on. Try this. And mm-hmm. it was only one thing because I didn't want to overwhelm them. Um, so then I decided to give them the test a second time. And this became routine with me. It started off just, let me try this out. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, everybody loved it. Can we try it? Can we try again? Yeah. And that just for me was like that, that whole growth mindset thing and i think really they understood not just words about have a growth mindset have a growth yeah. mindset but how do i use it right now what the practical and, action yeah the application of it right there for them and so this one kid comes up to me angel and he's like oh, he's rubbing his palms of his hands together he's like like this you know i gotta, this is the second time i got to, and i'm like praying please 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 go <laughs> and so um so if we just scanned it into the computer and beep, it makes this beep sound. And I'm looking at it and he went up like 0.2%. And I'm like, oh my gosh, Angel, you got 0.2% higher. And he goes, I did? Wait. And he looked at me. He had tears in his eyes Aww. and he just embraced me and gave me a hug. And now when we talk about kids with behavior problems, a lot of them are too cool in fifth grade to hug their teacher. Yeah, but he was so excited that he actually made a change, that he actually saw some results because of his efforts and for me that was just the just a validation that you know these kids need to know that it's the process of learning just praise those small achievements the small steps that they make um it doesn't have to go and i would tell them you don't have to go from a one to a four that's not what i'm looking for i want to see you growing and mm-hmm. and getting better um yeah so don't we don't want to expect the moon, but we just want to see small baby steps and, you know, just praising um, exactly what we see. You know, I like how I saw you working really hard today. You worked so hard and you you wrote your whole problem out. And that just makes me see how much you're trying. And I appreciate that. So I heard
0: it said to praise the effort. Mm-hmm. not the result.
1: Oh, and it totally works. I yeah. mean, I, you can see it in the classroom. And it's just, I think this whole thing changed me because, and I was talking to you about, you know, it's its not just for these kids in the classroom. Um, I've been struggling with a lot in my life. Um, it's really challenging for me because I am divorced. i um, It was really challenging. I thought, you know, hey, I didn't get married to get divorced, and here I find myself divorced, and it was really hard. And I found myself turning to Heavenly Father a lot. And I saw a lot of people, you know, that would just open up their hearts and they would do things for me and help me. And, and, But a lot of times I felt like maybe I couldn't do it on my own. And so growing up, I know my dad would say, oh, you know, maybe you didn't do it so well. My mom was the type that if I did my dishes, I didn't do them the right way. She's like, oh, that's not the way I do it. So she would take over. <laughs> and so I think these little things, and then, you know, when you're divorced, maybe um, you might have some negative things you say to each other. And so those negative thoughts go into your brain. So here I am walking around with all these negative things about myself. And then I find myself in a working environment with professionals. Um, I had been teaching for probably as long as some of these other people and I've read books and I've went to workshops and I've implemented them in my classroom, but I found myself feeling just not quite good enough. I see all these new teachers coming in and they are just, you know, just so on top of the technology I'm technologically challenged, but I'm trying, you know, I'm, I'm growing. I'm, I'm not there yet, but I'm trying. Yeah. I'm really good at some other things, that, but that's one thing I'm working on. So I come into these kinds of situations where I'm sitting in a um, a workshop, or I'm with teachers in a meeting, and they're sharing all of these things and ideas, and and then they ask for questions, and I feel like I I do contribute, but sometimes I feel like why did I say it? And somebody else would say something. I'm like, how come I didn't say it like that? I mean, I know that all the terminology. I I just I felt like I was this little kid, and um, I just felt like I just wasn't good enough, and I this summer i was thinking about that and i was have been attending some workshops and i'm like oh i just love this stuff i love gathering information and applying it in my classroom to become a better teacher and i feel like even though i'm 52 i feel like i'm still growing and learning and i love it i love seeing how i apply something in the classroom and actually see it work with the kids and they just get excited about learning and i get excited about teaching so i just i was like why do i feel this way about myself and you know with covid-19 we're locked in i had to do um videos for my students and i was like you know i i think i need to do something here and um i've been really really um studying a lot more the scriptures through the come follow me i'm sorry i get a little bit emotional it's okay but i feel like heavenly father's telling me what he needs me to do to be able to become more like him so when i see him i will be just like him and Moroni 748, where it says that um, pray unto the Father with all the energy of heart that you may be filled with his love, which he has bestowed upon all who are true followers of his son Jesus Christ, that when he appears you shall be like him, for you shall see him as he is, and you are just like him. And I thought, well, you know what? He wants me to be better. I look at King Lamoni and how awful he was. You know, the Lamanites were awful, and but Heavenly Father still wanted them and he wanted them to change. And they did. Um, they wanted to give up everything they had just to be able to know him. And I feel like, you know, my father in heaven wants me to know who I am too. And I'm not this person that doesn't know things. I'm not this person that struggles and has to have help. I've done a lot of things on my own. And I, so I thought, what, what am I going to do? How am I going to change this? Well, I thought, you know, the growth mindset always talks about, you know, you need to be positive with yourself. Use positive talk look at things and and see it positively. So I was taking a walk and I've been taking a walk every morning just to de-stress and I know I need exercise, you know, to be healthy. And being locked up is kind of challenging. So I thought, you know what? I'm gonna start making and and I didn't know what this was called, but Becky, you share with me it's called the montage. You know, mantra, I thought it was like a, po- a, mantra. A, a mantra. A mantra, a yeah. mantra. A mantra. Okay. <laughs> and then I was also thinking it's like a positive affirmation. Yeah. Of me, mm-hmm. like I'm I'm walking and I'm like I need to start telling myself that i'm a great teacher and that i'm smart and that i'm capable and so i'm sitting here i'm walking not sitting here i'm walking around this park that i walk around every day beautiful um and i thought okay i am a great teacher i'm smart i can learn understand implement and retain information and use that information to express myself in professional settings I use it in the classroom to become more capable, more effective, and more successful as a teacher. And I love each individual child. And because of this, I'm constantly learning and growing and becoming more capable, more effective. I understand their individual learning styles. And I will be able to, through this information, be able to help them achieve success in whatever whatever type of learning that they have to have. And... And I wanted, I was like, oh, okay, well, that's my mantra. And so I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to repeat it again. I, I am smart and becoming wiser. I am a great teacher. And so I feel like if I tell myself, and, and I haven't gone, I mean, I'm not done with the summer and we haven't started school yet, but I figure, you know, if I keep telling myself this over and over again. My brain's gonna believe it because mm-hmm. brains grow, and so mm-hmm. I can tell you right now that it, I feel a little bit stronger just even having done that. Um, I just read again for the "Come Follow Me" and listened to it, read part of, it and then listened to the rest of a talk that was given. I believe it was two two thousand eighteen or fifteen, something like that. But it's called "What Lack I Yet." Yeah, and in it, it talks about what are we doing right now in our lives and what are we not doing in our lives and how do we change because um this whole thing and that whole story of the book of mormon is all about people changing Mm. and i think listening to the promptings of the spirit as we are studying and i know sometimes when if you're if you're a young mother i know what that was like it's kind of hard to find time when you're quiet yeah yeah because there's always somebody wanting something. I mean, even the bathroom, you have people banging yeah. on the door wanting you to come out. And I'm like, can you just, can I just pee in peace? please? <laughs> please. So, so just, um, finding that time where, you know, and maybe it's that you list. you get up early and you can lay in bed. Maybe you don't want to quite get up yet. Um, but just even turning on the scriptures auditorily. Yeah. And, um, I know there's a ton of podcasts out there. And I shared yeah. with you that I love, um, I Love scripture gems because it's very simple, clear cut, and it just helped has helped me to open up my mind and see it and apply it more to my life. Now I taught I served a mission, I taught at the missionary training center. I know my scriptures, I know what they say, but it doesn't work if you don't internalize it. And I think mm-hmm. I right now that I'm internalizing it more, I think I felt the call from Heavenly Father that now's the time for me to grow. Now I have to give up all of these. Um, thoughts about myself that are untrue and see myself as he sees me, because I feel like it is something, um, that I, a lot of us women do. We get down on ourselves a lot. We critique ourselves. We, we talk about ourselves not being this or not being that instead of saying, Hey, wow, you know what? I'm really good at this. I'm not so good at this yet, but I'm getting there and I'm going to try. And you said
0: the yet, I'm not so good at this yet.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So the yet is a huge deal. Um, and I just, just the other day I had someone come over, um, and is an old friend from a long time ago. And she brought with her, her granddaughter and her granddaughter just graduated from high school. And, um, she was going to have my son, um, video her singing. And, um, she says, you know, it's because of you that she's singing. I'm like, what? I've never met this girl before. She goes, no, a long time ago, you were primary chorister. And you would talk to the kids about when you served a mission and how you would sing. And sometimes um, when they wouldn't let the, let you in, that they would hear you sing with your companion and you would open the door. Mm-hmm. And you talked to her about how the spirit works through music and how um, that most all the time when you shared that singing, that people would feel it. And then you told the primary kids to sing that way. That, that what they were singing would touch the lives and hearts of the people that were listening. And I didn't even know that I influenced her. But she said, because of you, she wants to be, she wants to go into singing and she's going to serve a mission. That yeah. Was like, I mean, I think that was when the kids were really little. It must have been at least 10 years ago. But I think that we don't see ourselves as people that help. But I believe, though, as we understand who we are then Heavenly Father could use us more to help other people.
0: Yes. Because, for sure. Because we're stronger
1: and we feel like we have something to give or something to share.
0: Yeah. And I believe he truly cares about how we feel about ourselves. I um, believe that now. Yeah. <laughs> I
1: mean, I think I did before. Becky, really, honestly, I did before, but I think even more so now.
0: Mm-hmm. Because it's so easy for us. I think we talked about this earlier, but it's so easy for us to, in the commandments, it says, love your neighbor. It's so easy for us to be like, oh, yeah, I love my neighbor. But we always leave off the as thyself. He's telling us to love ourselves. Right. Because they go hand in hand. Because honestly, how you feel about yourself is really how you're going to treat your neighbor. Yeah. And, you know, and they go back and forth. If you have love for yourself, you're going to have love for your neighbor. Right. So, yeah, it all goes together. And I, I love all of this and how you pointed. It's, it's easy to see it in school children when they're learning hard things like math. But right. it's not so easy to see it in ourselves when I'm a 40-something mom and you know I'm not doing math anymore, but life is still hard. Yes,
1: life <laughs> you is harder than math. Yeah,
0: <laughs> maybe I should and tell that
1: to the kids. Hey, just wait, just wait till you're <laughs> you just wait. You think this is hard? No, I wouldn't say that.
0: But. No, I mean it's all fifty fifty. But, um, yeah, for sure. Like there's uh, learning. Like you were talking about technology. That that's hard for me too. Like being persistent and and making sure that we keep trying and just say not yet because no. I find myself wanting to go, oh, I just can't get this. I just, <laughs> right. I'm technology deficient. Shut your you brain know? off,
1: Becky. Don't yeah, shut your I brain know. off. I know.
0: I know. And there <laughs> gets a point where people do that. Yeah. They just, they do, they shut their brain off and say, I don't want to learn anything new, you know? Right. right. But um, to end this, Kathy, I wanted to ask you one more question, which is the question I ask all my guests. What does being happy with yourself look like to you?
1: I think being happy with myself, I, I think it makes it, it's peaceful. It's calm. Um, I think that when things are really extra challenging that come into your life, I think if you're happy with yourself, I think you could look at those things as opportunities for growth, Mm. um, and not get so stressed. I think that I used to get a lot more stressed about things than i do now but i think that if you're happy with yourself you feel a connection to heaven mm. i think that um that it's that your help isn't far away if you really need help with something it's not far away and i don't and i think when you're happy with yourself you do not mind asking people for help you know i mm. or telling people how you feel you know i feel like this i feel crappy you know what do i you know and i think that as we reach out and connect to other people it is because we're happy. Um, the times when I felt most depressed or frustrated, um, that it made me feel like I wanted to close up. But as, as we're happy with ourselves, I think we're more open and that, and not just connected to heaven. I think that that's the time you also get inspiration for other people. You know, I I really feel that, um, because you're happy with yourself. You feel like you have something to share.
0: Yeah. I love that you said that. Um, because sometimes like you say happy with yourself that people might imagine that people are just walking around with this big smile and they're just happy all the time. But you're right. saying if I'm happy with myself, I feel okay to tell somebody, Hey, I kind of feel crappy right now. Yeah. <laughs> and I might need a little extra help. Or and, and you said, you know, your connection to God. I never thought of it that way before. But if you're happy with yourself, you open up those lines of communication.
1: Right. Because <laughs> you're daughters of God. Yeah, I, and he and when you know that, when you feel that you really are a daughter of God, then you see things more clearly in your life um, as to why, like problems, maybe things that you didn't, I didn't expect to get divorced. I didn't expect this to happen. Maybe other things have happened that are more dramatic, but um, that he still loves you and you're still his daughter. Not necessarily that you love the situation that you're in, but that you'll be okay. And there is there is justification. There's, there's, there's blessings that come with every situation.
0: Yes. Yes. Every situation. Well, Kathy, thank you so much. This is so great. I was writing down as fast as I could while I was talking to you because um, there's such good gems of knowledge and things that if people will listen and apply these to themselves, it can really help. And so I just want to thank you one more time for coming on and being vulnerable and being able, to, being willing to share your story. And oh, what you're you've welcome. Gone I
1: hope somebody can learn something. You know, I really have. You know, just don't give up on yourselves. Don't shut your brain off. But yeah, you have limit, limitless potential.
0: Yes, we do, and that is that is the message of the gospel, right? Right. That's and an infinite growth. And any time that we shut our brains off and shut ourselves off, we literally damn ourselves to, to that growth and to what we are capable of. So right. thank you so much, Kathy. You're welcome. All right. Okay. Bye. Bye. Hey, friend. I hope you found a takeaway to help you be happy with yourself this week. Thanks for listening and bye for now. Everyone deserves to be happy with themselves. Share this episode with a friend. Leave a review so others can find the podcast. And don't forget to hit that subscribe button.